we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Earlier today, Bowen Ma, the Minister of Emergency Management and Climate Readiness, updated British Columbians on the drought conditions here in our province. In short, drought levels in some parts of uh, BC have been elevated to the most severe. The provincial drought scale goes from zero to five, with five being the worst. Four water basins out of 34 in our province are now at level five. 18 water basins are at level 4. Now, right now in BC, two-thirds of our water basins are level 4 and 5. Minister Ma spoke about the severity of the drought conditions earlier today. Droughts have impacted other regions in the world for years, including India, Australia, and California, and can impact people and communities in different ways, resulting in agricultural, health, economic, and environmental consequences. While it is not uncommon for British Columbians to face droughts, the level and extent of drought that we're witnessing this early on in the season is deeply concerning. Deeply concerning enough, of course, that uh, the minister, along with other officials, are urging British Columbians to conserve water. Take a listen. As our government works with local communities and First Nations, I'm calling on everyone, including businesses, to follow water restrictions set by First Nations or local authorities and take steps to conserve water even above and beyond those restrictions. Every drop counts. That means thinking about small changes that you can make in your daily routine, such as watering lawns sparingly, if at all, taking shorter showers, only doing full loads of dishes or laundry and turn off the tap when brushing your teeth or shaving. If each person and company makes a few small changes to how they use water, it can have a profound impact. That is Bowen Ma, the Minister of Emergency Management and Climate Readiness, who spoke on the issue of a province-wide drought just a couple of hours ago. Well, joining me now to talk a little bit about the issue is Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter. Good afternoon, Richard. Good afternoon, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So walk me through this. Uh, there isn't a province-wide water restrictions yet, but are we getting there? Yeah, we're getting there for sure. It's inevitable at this point, and it's going to be impacting both personal use and commercial use. We know there are some restrictions already in place, specifically in the oil and gas sector, but there are other restrictions in place for industry. The province is preparing the sector to brace for more of that that there will be limits put on place in terms of water use. And then in terms of individual use, uh, the minister's meeting this afternoon with mayors from across the province as well as in 
indigenous leaders, uh, where she will walk through with them the level of drought that we are at. Municipalities will ultimately be the one to put in restrictions, but I would expect we will hear soon from most municipalities in Metro Vancouver and across the province that there will be uh, restrictions in place uh, for when you can uh, water your garden, uh, when you can water your lawn, but there may also have to be more substantial restrictions in place just about general water use. So Mm -hmm. all of that is coming. When asked why not put it in place today, Minister Ma said, well, they learned from previous years that they need to provide more information to the public to brace for what is coming Mm -hmm. rather than to react. So today was laying out what is coming. It is around the corner and we need to now brace for it. One of the things that really stood out to me, Jazz, we saw a series of slides today. One of them was about the water level at the Fraser River at Hope. And you look at this chart and you'll see it tonight on the news hour and If you look at where we're at today, July 11, 2023, compared to every other July 11th in the province's recorded history, we've never seen water levels this low, and we are substantially below the lowest ever recorded level. And all of that clearly can lead to these impacts you heard from the minister there, health impacts, fire impacts, societal impacts, you know, drought as different ways in different communities to so to show itself but we are in a really tough situation here this year mm-hmm. uh, before we get to the, the 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 average person here just for a moment but i'm going to talk about business and mostly economic development when you think about water i think of the agriculture industry never mind you know yep. cattle to uh you know uh, uh, you know harvesting of uh, blueberries and everything else you think we, we can think about here you also got the natural gas industry with the hydraulic fracturing which requires plenty of water as well i mean can we see a point where some of these industries are going to have to cut back or, or, or are we going to look at more personal uh, things that we need to focus on? Like like the minister was saying, you know, shutting off the tap when you're brushing your teeth because, I, you know, this could shut down or temporarily curtail some of, some economic activity if, if, if it becomes that bad. If I was in those industries, I would expect that it's coming, Jazz, that it's not going to be a full-scale shutdown, but there will be limits imposed upon the use of water. And we've seen incredible growth in terms of technology to help conserve water uh, in the oil and gas sector, in the agriculture sector. But what we're seeing this year in terms of historic lows and historic levels of drought, we are going to see pressure to put on caps in terms of usage. And uh, I don't know when it's coming, but I would anticipate based on what we heard, and there's already been some of that in place for industry, that it would be coming relatively soon. Mm-hmm. And, and the other issue of just sprinkling regulations, I mean, right now you can uh, you know, water your lawn once a week. I mean, are we going to get to a point where it's just going to be a toll, or you're going to be told you can't water your lawn, period? So this is something municipalities are going to have to decide, but there are different tools they can look at here. They could increase the cost of water. So if you use, uh, you know, over a certain amount, uh, you will be charged extra in order to encourage people to change their personal behavior. We may see, as you described, uh, full-out bans in terms of outdoor personal um, watering of gardens. Uh, We may put in bans in place for those automatic sprinkler systems like there are lots of different things these are things are hard to enforce the province is aware of that and they want people to change their behavior just a simple idea the minister floated of if you reduce your showering time by a minute per day you save 19 liters of water or if you're running your dishwasher or your washing machine make sure it's full rather than run a bunch of half loads like it's about thinking about personal consumption 
if everybody does their part, then the province will start seeing a decrease in terms of water usage. But as we've seen in the past, you know, encouraging people to do something is very different than forcing them to. It's serious now. I think this is the message the minister wanted to get across. It is serious and will have serious impacts. And and personal behavior needs to change in order to reflect that. Well, it's interesting because at the end of the day, I mean, on a per capita basis, we use a lot more water as Canadians, as British Columbians, and let's say many parts of Asia. And asking people to, you know, uh, spend less time in the shower and, as you say, leaving that water on uh, while you're brushing your teeth. I know you're supposed to be doing a lot of that. A lot of folks don't do that. They just take it for granted that it's always going to be there. And this is probably going to be the first time for a lot of folks. It's going to be a wake-up call for a lot of them. Yeah, and changing behaviors are hard. We live in a place, Jazz, that has some of the most plentiful water in the world. You know, this Mm -hmm. is one of our calling cards. And getting our head wrapped around this is going to be a challenge for a lot of people. And this is not a short-term problem. There's no switch that's going to be turned on. And all of a sudden, the clouds are going to open and the rain's going to fall. We are going to have a dry July and a dry August. Historically, it's dry in this province. The forecast long-term are showing it to continue to be dry. The key will be September and October. If we start getting those big storms, then that can help replenish some of that. But as we know, that comes with challenges too, as we saw with the atmospheric river. So uh, it's going to be a challenge. Climate events are profoundly impacting our environment and, and the way that these weather events impact us. And getting to that sort of individual um Behavioral change is hard. It doesn't happen overnight. So that's why I, I think we'll start seeing municipalities put in restrictions and telling people this is what you have to do rather than say, oh, yeah, you should consider all of these changes uh, in order to help preserve water. It's going to be a long, hot summer, that's for sure. Richard, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure, Josh. Thank you. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.